Blog Talk Radio. sweet darlings. We've been gone for a couple of weeks because you know my co-host Rodney Smith. For those of you who may not know, Rodney Smith is running for uh, Congress. Uh, He's running for CD4. Today is the beginning of early voting for us here in Nevada. So uh, for all my Nevadans, Clark County folks, please, you know, go do the early vote and vote for, you know, your candidate of choice. I hope and pray that uh, you've done your research and, you know, you've checked out my boy, of course, and, and um, he's going to be your selection for Congress, CD4, Mr. Rodney Smith. Anyway, that's why Rod's not here. He's out campaigning and, uh, you know, talking to the community and, and doing various um, debates and panels and, you know, all the stuff you got to do to run for office. So, you know, we are very proud of him and we – we all have, you know, been off air trying to support his his candidacy. Anyway, we're back today. Happy Memorial Day weekend. This is uh, Memorial Day weekend, and we're usually, Rodney and I usually talk about the history of Memorial Day, but we have a little different selection for you guys this year um, at, at this time. I, as you guys well know, am a proud, proud, proud Chicagoan, and I'm sure, you know, it's been an international story, the the violence that's been going on. I happen to have one of the 
one of my best friends in life is going to join us on the platform today to talk about one of his six. I mean, he had six cover stories this week, folks, six cover stories. The most popular, the one that was, well, it's the least the most popular with me. I had to check with him to see if that's the total truth of it being the most popular. But it really resonated with me. Last weekend in Chicago, we had thousands, thousands, folks. It's estimated over 4,600 citizens of Chicago lined up in prayer over two miles, linked arm in arm to remember their loved ones who uh, have been lost due to uh, the horrific gun violence in my my uh, ancestral home, Chicago, and to pray for peace, pray over the community, and to just let uh, the young people know, especially, that there are folks in the community that have their backs. Over 50 churches and um, block clubs, we still have block clubs in Chicago. Yes, folks, we do have block clubs in Chicago. But, you know, a volume of those org- community organizations organize this. Um, and I can't wait to bring Craig to to the mic. So without further ado, I mean, I could ramble on forever about Memorial Day weekend and, you know, what I'm going to cook and, you know, how we're celebrating here at, in, at my house with food and fun and, you know, pool activity and all that business. But I really want to get, you know, get him to the platform and spend as much time talking about this very important issue, uh, not just the story, but what the story represents, how just deadly serious it is to stop the violence, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, stop the violence in Chicago. So let's bring Craig on. Good afternoon. Hi. Well, that's a caller. I guess you want to listen, and thank you for for calling in and listening, and I really appreciate it, and I'm so happy to be back on the platform. As I said, um, Great Chicago journalist by the name of Craig G. Smith is going to join us to talk about uh, the horrific gun problem in Chicago and his wonderful story that he wrote uh, in the Chicago Citizen. He has six cover stories this week. I don't want to wait any longer. I want to give this issue as much time as possible. I see him on the board. Craig, I'm coming to introduce you. Craig May has over 20 years of journalistic expertise in, you know, superstardom. He was a sports journalist. He's he's done every area of journalism, and he is uh, the person that recognized that I probably would be a good journalist. So I'm so proud and excited to bring him to the platform. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Craig May. Good afternoon, Mr. May. Good afternoon, Ms. Thomas. How are you? I am great. I am so honored to have you here on the show today. I, well, thank you know, you. I thank you for those kind words. Well, you know what? Thank you for always hearing me out and you know lending me uh, your expertise to help sharpen my skills as a journalist. The least I could do was bring you to the platform and um, discuss something that's 
I know is near and dear to both of us and to a lot of people around the world. The world is paying attention to uh, the deaths and the gun violence in our home city, Chicago, and I'm so happy that you had an opportunity to do this story. And, you know, I've told you a million times offline, but I want to say on record here, congratulations to having six cover stories in Chicago at one time all this week, six cover stories. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but uh, I, I had a good editor. And if you have a good editor, you can do almost anything. <laughs> That's true. I know. I've had you to edit some of my, as some a, of as my a, work. As a writer, writer. Well, you have a lot of talent. We're not going to spend all this time. I guess we're not going to spend all this time mutually congratulating each other. But you're a very talented person. When When we met, Gosh, I guess it's been 15 years ago now. That was very oh, easy yeah. to see just talking to you. A lot of, lot of, lot of talent, natural curiosity, not natural intellectual curiosity. So. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get into the story mm-hmm. a bit. Talk to me yes, about. Well, I want to first know from you personally before we get into the story. Just from you personally, as a lifelong South Side resident and a lifelong Chicagoan. I mean, the only thing wrong with you, Craig, is that you're a Sox fan. (laughs) Says the Cub fan. Talk to me about what it felt like last week to be uh, involved in that rally. I know you're covering it, but you're still a Chicagoan. A couple of things. Um, it 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 was bittersweet. It was encouraging to see all of these People, you know, close to 5,000 people uh, come out and line 79th Street. Um, and for those of you not familiar with Chicago, uh, 79th Street is one of the main east-west streets on the south side of the city. It sits almost squarely in the middle of the south side in terms of if you were going from the central part of the city downtown to the end of the south side. 79th Street runs east to west along about the middle of that uh, that that area, um, <clears throat> and the Dan Ryan Expressway cuts that area about halfway. If you're looking from from the east to the west of it, so it was a really a central point in the middle. If you see the middle of the South Side, and they they blocked the 21 blocks going from the Dan Ryan east toward the lake. Uh, the first 21 blocks along that route. Uh, 5,000 people laid out in the street in red shirts holding pictures, uh, many of them holding pictures of loved ones who had been murdered. Um, So it was encouraging on the one hand that all of these people had turned out, but then to walk that that route, and and I walked about half of it uh, in covering the story, and in mm-hmm. every few feet, there's somebody holding a picture of, of a young black person who's been murdered. Very few God. of these photographs were of, of people over the age of 21. The vast majority of them are children. And the vast majority of them, when you look at uh, the dates on the photographs or you talk to the, the mothers or fathers or, or aunts, Etc. Holding a photograph, you find that most of these kids have been murdered in the last five or six years. I saw very few 
uh, people out there who are holding photographs of someone who was murdered before 2010. And then, so, wow. so that creates a real sense of, of horror. <clears throat> All of these young lives have been are, are gone. They're gone. They're gone. Uh, wow. And and not because of some epidemic disease, not because you know the country is at war with with Canada or something. These people are dead because the community is so dysfunctional. And 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 in that sense, means that in a country like America, that means they're senseless, ultimately senseless killings. I don't care what the individual right. circumstances were; these killings are all senseless because it's utterly senseless for. Teenagers used to be running around gunning each other down in 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 a, in a major city in America. So that was the really horrific part of it. And and if I may, one of the other things that that I felt as I I walked that length was the futility of it. Um, Going back to school is a logical next step. I just want to be sure all the effort pays off. I'm listening to you. Please go ahead. They create their courses so Uh, you get the school. Please continue. The the utter futility of it, Um, the the idea that that all of these people who are making this grand gesture and with tears in their eyes and their loved ones in their hands, photographically anyway, was not going to stop one shooting this week, this weekend, and the killing has already begun this Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. Wow! Can you uh, can you speak to the numbers so far? Have you have you heard? I can't. I can't. Okay. I, ha- I haven't heard. But in watching the news this morning, I know that there were there were two shootings uh, on the south side last night. Wow! But as far as the total number this weekend. I can tell you, though, that the, the Chicago police uh, are estimating that there will be at least 50 people shot this weekend. And, of course, a number that, of those people are going to be killed. That is just uh, mind-boggling to me. As a, as a Chicago, I still consider myself a Chicagoan, although I live in the desert now. But to to hear these staggering numbers of that many of my brothers and sisters out in the street saying, please, let's just stop killing one another. Almost 5,000, like a two-mile radius of, of them linked together in prayer and in, in hope. This is the vision of uh, past Senior Pastor of New Life Covenant, uh, John F. Hannah. Your story is kind of a two-part story because you did a profile on this this uh, Senior Pastor. Can you talk Yes, uh, can you talk a little bit about your conversation with Pastor Hannah on on his uh, ambition for uh, prayer on the nine? Uh, I I spoke with him last week in uh, in his uh, the the church's headquarters building, uh, mm-hmm. and I asked him if he thought that. Well, first let me say this: he is a very charismatic, very upbeat. Uh, Young brother, and he is somebody who is who is is definitely committed to the cause. Um, yes. he is. He, he makes a point of make of saying that uh, he's not one of these you know brothers who are in it for one of these pastors, I should say, who's in it for uh, they're raising their own profile. He's not in it to line his pockets. 
he's not he he is honestly trying to serve God and trying to to serve uh, God's children by serving this community that he loves very very much. Uh, before uh, establishing his church, he was a juvenile probation officer for the county of Cook, wow. and uh, and then had an award winning radio program. Uh, uh, church program, so he is uh, he is 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 a a a true servant of God, mm-hmm. um, and and very enthusiastic. But I but I think in this sense, and, and I and I, and I say this not trying to denigrate the work or the event itself, but I asked him if he thought that this was going to really change anything. And his belief was that it would because the, the the pictures are so visually stunning. And I think I think people can go to your Facebook page and and, and check out some of the photographs that I took. Uh, it is visually stunning to see all of these people laid out in the street. Um, but there's there's not it's not going to change anything. It's not going to make a difference because these problems are not are not rooted in in children. Thinking that this kind of thing is fashionable, oh, I mean that's part of it. But they're mm-hmm. out here shooting and killing each other because they don't have any job. They don't have any. They don't have two parent homes. These boys are lost. They don't have any kind of male guidance. There's a whole generation of of black men who are sitting in penitentiary because of the outlandish uh, tough against crime laws that were passed. Uh, nationally and throughout the state uh, back in mm-hmm. the 1990s, and, and Bill Clinton led that charge. Right. The quote unquote, war on crime. And the, and the war on crime was not a war on crime, it was a war on black people. Because Absolutely. they did, they, they, they created laws that, that uh, disproportionately exposed black men to prison terms, and then they made those prison terms as draconian. As possible, everybody knows the comparison between the jail time you would get with uh, with a gram of cocaine as opposed to a gram of crack. And it's like a gram of cocaine is three to six months. A gram of crack is ten years for a first mm-hmm. offense. These were the kind of laws that were passed, and it has, it has cleaned out a whole generation of black fathers. And so these kids are running around with no men to mentor them. To look up to, to emulate, and to take so care they, of them absolutely. Before you, you know, before you get to them. the mentoring and and looking up to, just having your father to take care of you, that other exactly. those two people Certainly. that created you, to and and these kids shepherd your life is kids. that's pretty drastic. Yeah, it is. It is, and, and without anyone, without that guidance, without that nurturing. Male nurturing, you know, it, it takes a man to teach a boy to be a man. And, Absolutely. And I think even most single mothers would agree that there's only so much uh, uh, effective parenting you can do with a boy uh, as he moves into manhood as a mother. Uh, because there's some things that, that, generally speaking, there's some things that a man is better equipped to teach a boy about. And, mm-hmm. and, and and most of that teaching is done through through emulation, through through observation. 
You can't observe dad if he's sitting doing 25 years because the only way he could feed his family was to sell weed, and so now he's locked away forever. And this is the real root of the problem. And the schools have been defunded to, to the point that there's, there's no way that, that black kids in, in the Chicago public school system or Latino kids largely have access to any kind of real creative sparks. Music has been cut. A lot I mean, of you guys just folks, made hit. You just you guys just made history last year for cl- the closing of more public schools than any other major metropolitan city in the history of this country. Oh, yeah, the, the mayor, the mayor, and the and the school board, the, the superintendent <laughs> at the time, uh, of course, is now facing federal indictment for uh, embezzling money, fraud, and that kind of racketeering and all that kind of fun stuff. But these are the people who decided to close down 50 schools. Absolutely. Um, and, it's, and it's made it very, very tough. Kids have to get up earlier. They have to travel longer to get to school. It's, 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 and, again, these are all, these are all root causes that, that, unfortunately, laying down in the street for 15 minutes and praying are not going to, to resolve. Fully addressed. They're not going to fully address those issues. I, I'm going to do a station ID real quick. This is Angela Thomas, and you've tuned in to Our Own Voices Live. I have the uh, pleasure of having journalist Craig G. May on the show today talking about the gun violence in Chicago and uh, really speaking to this wonderful um Piece he's done on the protest where thousands of Chicagoans gathered to um, pray and 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 protest against the the gun violence in Chicago. I want to thank you for for listening. And Craig, as we get back into our conversation, uh, you brought up some wonderful points about you know what some of the um, the the frontline issues are that are at the root of the cause of of you know this level of this this unprecedented level of violence in our city. What do you think is the solution? Some of the solutions. What where from your observation, professional as well as just as a citizen of the south side of Chicago where most of this is, is occurring and, you know, just lifelong Chicago. And what do you think? We'll stop it. Well, we'll turn it about. You have to understand kind of how we got here. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of factors. Sure. Uh, we, we, I, I talked a little while ago about, you know, funding being cut to education and uh, the, the, you know, prison, uh, corporate prison complex. But mm-hmm. but more specifically to Chicago, uh, about 10 or 15 years ago, the city began demolishing the public housing structures. And, and, and nobody disagrees that they had to go. They had to go because they were basically these, these big, giant mountains filled with poor people stacked one on top of each other. 100,000, in some cases, poor people squeezed into uh, uh an area no more than a few city blocks. And 
they're all and they have become you know, crime silos. Absolutely, they had become crime silos, but they also were drug factories, retail. Yeah. I mean, they were like shopping malls for for illicit drugs, mm-hmm. and the people who ran those drug operations were making hundreds wow, of thousands. Deep. Some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars a week. So when you tear down these 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 projects and you have no plan for what happens afterwards, what happens is, and what did happen, what has happened, are the people who ran these drug operations and the from from the general down to the foot soldiers now live in other parts of the city where they don't have established territories to sell drugs, and a lot of the killing is the back and forth over territory. And then, of course, just the, the ancillary stupidity of gang life, you know, where somebody dishes you or says something about your mama or something. And so the only, the only, the only possible rationale is to grab a pistol and go out and start shooting at a crowd of people, hoping that you hit the one person who dissed you. Well, your but, last drug, well, your last police chief, I mean, we just got rid of him because of the 17 shots of uh, Laquan situation, but one of the main things he did was lock up most of the known um, gang leadership, and he also dismissed, uh, meaning fired, a number of of, uh, high-ranking gang detectives, saying that they were all corrupt. I remember reading those stories in the the Tribune and the Sun-Times as he uh, first you know, joined the Chicago police force, joined, you know, became the leadership of Chicago police force. After you you tear down the projects, you fire the detectives that know these individuals and the particular crime, crimes that are in place and, you know, had you know, stuff they were pursuing and um, lock up gang leaders who, probably had more influence over these young men that you're speaking of. What do you see as a solution for the city at this point with, you know, that type of factoring in place? What can we do now? All of this, all of this is torn down and everybody's where they are. Wow. It's a good question. It's a good question. And one of the other problems that feeds into this is Chicago's geographic location in the middle of the country. So it is a hub, Mm -hmm. a national hub for drug distribution. We did catch Uh, El Chapo there. We did have a Chicago uh, bear buying tons of drugs, getting ready to be major distributors. Angela, one of the things that's always gotten me is that, you know, when the cops – do these big busts and these big arrests and they make a big um, television spectacle out of it, but it doesn't ever put a dent in the availability of the drug. So right. it, it kind of shows the futility of it all, that you can catch this guy who is in charge of, of whatever percentage of all the drugs flooding into the city. And the next day there's still drugs flooding into the city. So it's, it's kind of like a futile thing. But as far as a solution is concerned, mm-hmm. it's going to take uh, a, a change in leadership from the top. And, uh, and, and I'm not advocating the, 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 uh, the dismissal through election or other means of Mayor Rahm Emanuel. 
but either the mayor has to change or the way the mayor, the current mayor does business has to change. And there has to be a concerted effort uh, to, to make a priority out of, uh, out of creating opportunities for more citizens in the city. With, and, and, and a commitment to educating the children and the social services to care for these children until such time as they are properly educated and, and parented. Uh, wow. And that's a tall, tall order. That is a giant uh, Herculean took, uh, order. It took 20 years for us to get here, and I dare say it's going to take another 20 for Chicago to dig itself out of this mess. Um well, on that note, we are we are at the last minute of the show. I want to thank you. I want to take this time to thank you for coming on. We certainly have to have you back because this is we barely scratched the surface. I have like ten more questions for you. While this half hour flew by, <laughs> but um, I want to thank you again I'll for coming on. Time has flown by so fast. It, it, it wasn't yeah. for half hour. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I want to, you know, commend you again for doing the important work. Um, a lot of people don't believe in journalism these days. They think we're just this um, swayed or, you know, one-sided as as any other entity out here. But jur- real good journalism shines a light in, you know, in the dark spaces, and I want to appreciate you uh, for being a light. And thank you for coming on to my platform today. Uh, this is Our Own Voices, and I'm Angela Thomas, and we are ending the show. I thank you for joining us. Have a great and safe Memorial Day weekend, everyone.